Welcome to the Money GPS. You came here for the truth, so let me unveil that for you. This is huge. The first thing I want to look at is the possibility of an oil embargo, and I'm going to get into the details. They're thin, but you need to know right now. The second thing is they are buying it all. We're going to talk about real estate and the next level of what they happen to be doing. The third thing is up or down. I'm going to show you what is going on today in the financial system. Let's begin right here. An EU embargo on Russian oil is in the works according to the French minister. This isn't a rumor. This isn't some analyst. We are talking about a French minister. At the bottom, it says basically they want to get an embargo on Russian oil at the European Union level. That is apparently in the works. Quote, I hope that in the weeks to come, we will convince our European partners to stop importing Russian oil. This is what they want to do. They're waiting for the election to pass, and then they will have this basically brought up with the other countries. I don't know if it's going to pass. Let me tell you right now, it seems very unlikely. It seems like it would be self-destructive, but who knows what they are up to. This chart here goes through a lot, and of course, I can't get into it all. But I wanted to show you it because it's so important. Commitments from European companies to diversify away from Russian oil. They have already committed to making changes. You go down, the first column is the country. The second is the company. And so you can look through here, for instance, BP announced that it would stop buying Russian oil. Go down. Maybe you recognize some others. ExxonMobil will exit Russia oil and gas operations and halt new investment. Nothing on the purchase of Russian oil. However, UK and Germany have announced to end imports by 2022. You just go down the list. Isn't it interesting, right? And then you could see, of course, Russian import as a percentage of the total by the country. And a lot of these, they are significant. So you cannot just cut ties and not have that reverberate and not have a shockwave blast back at you. Now, this is what I wanted to touch on. I wanted to highlight and I wanted to show you today because it's going to impact everybody. You don't have to be in the European Union for this to have a direct impact. Okay. Imagine what would happen to the price of oil. Some are suggesting that the price could basically double overnight. Nobody knows what's going to happen. But you can see right now, oil is just at around that $100 a barrel. We peaked out very briefly at $130 a barrel. And historically, we've been as high as almost $150 a barrel, not even factoring in inflation. So where we will end up, if this actually occurs, at least in the short term, could be a doubling in the price. Like I said, I don't think this is going to happen. I don't think they'll get there. But even the talk of it could send the prices higher. Okay, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. I wanted to give you that information. I hope you appreciate it. If you do, hit that thumbs up. Freight is piling up. 25 million people in Shanghai have been sequestered for 18 days. This, I believe, is no longer the case anymore. I think they've started to pull back on those restrictions. But 
Chinese authorities this week slightly eased the restrictions, dividing the city into three categories based on the previous screenings and risk levels. So I think they've been consistently rolling those back. But I mean, who knows by the time this article was written and what, what's actually happening at that given moment. But my understanding is that this is starting to slowly but surely ease. People can wander outside of their apartment buildings. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, but are encouraged to stay home in neighborhoods in the past two weeks. Those in high-risk areas must still shelter at home. So depending on where they are, they are allowed to have freedom or they are not, okay? And then you can see here that they are just talking about the fact that Shanghai is one of the largest manufacturing centers in China. Heavy concentrations of automotive and electric suppliers, home to the largest container port in the world and a major airport that serves inbound and outbound air cargo. What's happening right now is that a lot of that has been moving to Ningbo, which is the nearest major port. And so that has doubled up. And you, you know, if you have to deal with this yourself, you would understand that this is actually causing a delay. There were, you know, despite what we heard, 2020, 2021, not as bad. Actually, right now is worse than, in my opinion, anyway, uh, what was experienced over the past couple of years. Nearly 400 million people across 45 cities in China are under full or partial lockdown. Together, they represent 40% or $7 trillion of the GDP. This is big. Okay, and this is why I keep harping on it. You've heard me talk about this over and over and over again. In Shanghai, Tesla's workers are forced to sleep on the factory floors. And this is just getting into, you know, what I've covered in the previous video, that this is something that some people, you know, I did a video about it and, uh, you know, it didn't seem to be uh, of interest to many people. But here, just wanted to show you some more detail. Looking at the next aspect of what's happening with the financial system and that is big companies buying it all blackstone bets on campus housing with 13 billion dollar acquisition deal for student housing owner american campus communities marks blackstone's biggest foray into the sector so you've seen this before where you have these different real estate investment trusts and they'll be buying up uh older age, I'm not sure the exact term, but basically old age, you know, retirement housing, let's call it. Okay. And this is a big thing because they know baby boomers, they're going to be retiring. They're going to be needing some extra care. And that's a big thing. We've also seen these companies like this buying the single family homes. And now we are watching campus housing. Now, maybe it was on, you know, it was on sale. Maybe it was a good deal. But ultimately, I'm seeing bigger and bigger companies buying out all of that which is around, whether that is commercial real estate or whether that is residential. And speaking of which, this is permits. Multifamily housing is represented by that light blue line. And then the single family is the green line. And you can see what's happening here. Um, I mean, it has fluctuated, obviously. Single family during 2021 started to dip down. Again, we're getting another dip down here. But multifamily, since the bottom, it has just been rising up. Since bottom of 2020, it's just been rising up, up and up and up. Why? Because multifamily housing, number one, big companies, deep pockets. And at the same time, you know, it's rent, right? So they're paying, you know, maybe somebody in the U.S. might pay $1,500 to rent the place 
Whereas you see what's happening with rising mortgage costs, which could be, could be, in part to do with what we're seeing right now. Uh, rising mortgage costs mean people can't afford it. They've got to rent. They go to the multifamily residential areas. And you know what? Some of them are actually quite nice, um, but not all of them, of course. Higher rates start to cool Canada's hot housing market. Transactions fall 5.4%, their biggest drop in nine months. Why? What's happening here? Look, let's be honest. High rates do not equate to higher prices, that's for sure. Uh, at the same time, though, the prices have are, are at a high simply because of the fact that there isn't enough. That's what they claim, uh, you know. That's what they claim. But I think this is more important. Canadians borrow against their homes again. Canadians borrow against their homes again. Why? Why? Some would say, this is great. This is fantastic. It's better than using a credit card. But if you look at credit card usage, it has gone up. If you look at debt levels, they've gone up. What's happening here? It's that people today, the stimulus wore off. The QE's wearing off. All of those effects are going away. So people need that cash and they dip in to their ATMs. And why not? It's cheap. It's cheap, right? That's what some say. But is that a good idea? Is that a good idea? Now, it's a little different in Canada than the United States and around the world. You know, if you're in Australia, if you're in the UK, if you're wherever. Uh, we need to understand that there's are, these are different scenarios wherever you go. If you look at, for instance, the U.S., if you get a 30-year mortgage, that interest rate is going to be for that term. Whereas if you're in Canada, you're going to get a, a rate that's only going to be valid for three to five years. So it's like a forced refinancing during that period of time. It tends to be a three to five years kind of sweet spot. You can get a longer one, but that's generally... The vast majority of people are doing that. We've got an issue here, okay? These are the world's most affordable and least affordable cities to buy a home. You could look here in the list. It's the same as always. Come on. Looking at this through different places, different countries around the world. The most affordable. Pittsburgh is on the list. Oklahoma, Rochester, Edmonton. And St. Louis, come down the list, the least affordable, Hong Kong, Sydney, Vancouver, San Jose, and Melbourne. But you know what? Come on. Toronto didn't make the list. Ah, you can do better than that, Toronto. Let's do it up. If I can find my little button there. There we go. Quickly, quickly, quickly. I need to get to this, all right? Look at what's going on. Netflix rocked by subscriber loss. Ah, Let's take a look at the stock itself. Netflix. This was oil. If I look at Netflix and what has happened here, uh-oh, we've got a problem. So just recently, November, October time frame, when I was telling everybody this is, this is getting strange out there in the markets, they're starting to get weak, they're starting to not be where they were, I was getting yelled at, I was being called all sorts of names, every name in the book. This particular stock, Netflix, was trading near 700. Today, it stands as of the close. So I'm recording this after the markets have closed. It's at 348, it looks like. But after that announcement, they uh, the stock came down by 20, 25%. I think it was, if it says right on here. 
uh, about 20, 25%. So it's actually down somewhere in the range of 250 to 260 after hours. So we'll see what happens when the market opens. Now, what does that mean? Where does that put us? This is in this range over here. Look, 2018, as well as 2019, September 2019. And all the way back, if we go to that 250, 260 range, all the way back to January of 2018. People were calling me a piece of garbage when I kept highlighting the FANG stocks, FANG stocks, FANG stocks, these things. Oh, they're the darlings. They're fantastic. This is the Goldilocks period. And look at what happened. March 2020. This is it right here. March 2020. This was going crazy. Absolutely crazy. Okay. The stock went from 306 to 565 in a straight line. Then it kind of chopped around, and then we see this massive resurgence again to 700. Now, did it deserve that? Well, you can see for yourself what's happening here that all of these stocks, Peloton, Netflix, uh, you know, all those uh, meat, not meat, I guess the veg vegetable meat, whatever you call that, uh, those stocks, I mean, everything changed. Everything changed. But people think that you can just... I'm just going to buy a good company and just, you know, fang stocks. I'm just going to buy the fang stocks and it's going to go on and on and on forever. No, you have to be more intelligent with your analysis and where you put your money. Not everything moves in a straight line forever. And that's why you don't see a lot of these hedge fund managers and, and different funds, investment companies and so on um, do very well. It's just a matter of fact. It's because as times change, if they can't adapt, they get squashed. Very few individual investors do well. There's a reason why. Because they have this belief in their mind, this company is just going to last forever and ever and ever. But that's not the case. I mean, you can just take a look. If I show you Amazon, look at this. Amazon. These are weekly charts, by the way. Okay? What I'm showing you right now is the stock, at least as of the close, being right now at 31.45, the same price as in July 2020. It's up from the bottom that we saw recently, no doubt about that, but it's the same price as July 2020. So if you held your money in there, you didn't get that return, right? So we gotta be smart about this and not always continuously pile more and more money into the same things, okay? This is just showing us margin debt. Margin debt has come down quite a bit actually. In fact, if you look at this, FINRA, margin debt, 12-month rate of change, that's at the bottom. This is quite significant, the amount of margin debt. And while I've highlighted in the previous video, yeah, this is a good thing. This is a good thing when you see margin debt coming down. But it tends to signal a decline in stock prices. So we'll see what happens. I think it is, if you look at it in a technical analysis type of look at it, it shows us that we are actually... Um, a little too bearish uh, in the short term, but who knows? You know, it's all about what happens with the central banks and what they do. I'm looking for May. May is a big indicator uh, because it's going to show us what the Federal Reserve is willing to do. If you found this video informative, hit that thumbs up button. Don't hit it once. Don't hit it twice, but you got to hit it thrice. Yes, I just said that. That's what you got to do, all right? If you want to support me, it's a simple click, okay? I appreciate that. It's right down below. If you haven't already, you've got to subscribe. Why? Because every single day, 365 days a year, I bring out the good stuff you've got to know. And that's it. I'll see you on the next one. Take care.